Hello and welcome to episode 31 of the Life is Storytelling podcast. I'm your host, Chris Pierce, here with Ernest Gonzalez. Hello. He has a last name. Um, that was the first thing I have notated here on my notes. You don't have my other three last names. You don't though. have three. You don't know. I do. We've had this conversation with Justin. Hernandez Manuel. That's not, you just, you just pulled that out of your ass. <laughs> I saw him pull those names out of his ass. Um, but we are here. It's our new, going to be our new layout, which is funny because next week's going to just kind of throw it out the window. <laughs> but this is the one you should get used to. This, this is the main layout. We got some end of year shit coming Yeah. Out. Yeah, so yeah. it's gonna it's gonna get hectic out here. It is, but it is when the new year starts, things are gonna slow down a little bit, and we'll be adopting this format for sure. Plan right now for sure. And again, like we're at episode thirty-one, which is a, a good number. I'm surprised we've made it this far. Are you? Always. I knew it the whole time, baby. Did you? I did. Um, I know everything. He offers me money every week to just throw, to just know, stop doing it. I know what color your underwear are. Oh my! Oh my God! How could you? <laughs> but in the first half of this episode, we will be reviewing a movie. It's very clear. You didn't plan to say that. You just thought of it. Uh, <laughs> we're going to be reviewing the newer release, Bones and All. And then we will be following that up with, in the back half, What speaking of our new format, we will be talking game stuff. Um, the main topic for today is going to be, what do you think makes a game great to you? It is obviously a medium, just like with movies. It's what makes it great to you, man. Right. Because there's yeah, like an objective be, thing. Like it yeah. has to tell a story or has to be entertaining, yada, yada, yada. Um, and that stuff might come up with games and whatnot. But um, we're going to get into what each of us specifically look for as we get into the Game of Year Awards. Exciting stuff. Very exciting. Um, Ernest, how you been? Awesome, man. Living life, baby. Living that life. It's you have a, you have a good Thanksgiving? Yeah. Um, I picked up my brother-in-law, yeah. made it back to town. I got a huge, like, uh, tension headache. I only know that because I Googled it. Oof. And then I slept till 2 a.m. Jesus Christ. So that was my Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. I hope you ate some at some point that day. But then I woke up. I got leftovers the next day. Okay. But I woke up and I played, like, uh, eight hours of God of War oh, before I'm, I went back to sleep. Yeah. So... Not upset. Okay. It was great. Good, man. Good. And, like, nobody hits me up between, like, 2 and 10, so. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> that is. It was just straight that's God That's quiet war, time, baby. for sure, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, well, I'm glad you don't have a tension headache today. Nah, man. Excedrin works wonders. <laughs> Thank you, Excedrin, for sponsoring this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, Excedrin and all. Anyway, um, so. We, we could probably just go ahead and get into it, huh? Bones and all, Bones man. Bones and all. Um, Bones and all. If you haven't heard of this movie, it is quite literally a cannibal love story. It's pretty interesting. <laughs> Do you want to say it or am I? You say it. Uh, Bones and all, a.k.a. My Cannibal Romance. Oh, I didn't have one. Yeah. Amazing. There you go. Amazing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I've wow. told everybody that already except you. Oh. Because <laughs> I wanted you to be surprised you right now. You save it for moment. the cast and then you spread it. I couldn't hold it in, man. It I hold so mine. I hold mine. But I guess that's why I'm the host and not the co-host. Please. Anyway. Not in front of the kids. <laughs> um, no, but that was great. That was great A stuff. That was great. Um, there's, there's like a lot of controversy around this movie. Yeah. 
And honestly, someone I would people aren't like boycotting it yeah. or anything. Yeah, it's not Golden Compass. They're but, grossed out, I guess. Yeah, uh, there were there were there's been reports of people like leaving the theater. I think someone left ours. Yeah, somebody was sitting to the left of us, and, and the movie ended because we were started. enamored the whole time. Then they were gone. I mean, they either moved a row back or they left. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck. Because they were like um, two seats away from me, and we didn't stay around for after credits. There's no after credit scene, yeah, y'all. So don't stick around. This is not a Marvel movie. Uh, but, the cannibals will return in. Yeah, I think the Avengers. And I think we're so desensitized to this shit at this point. Yeah, I think it's anime's fault. That's a probably a big. There's probably a lot of desensitization, desensitization that could come from anime because it is about cannibals. Yep. Hence my joke. Yep. <laughs> but I also feel that. This is, it's a love story that I haven't seen before. Mm -hmm. So many movies start up and you get just past the opening credits and you're like, I've seen this movie a hundred times. Let's see the spin that they're going to put on it. Yeah. Um, This one is just completely something new. It is. Yeah. It is. Um, I will say there is, it's hard to say unfair. I don't see the issue. That people uh, that I've seen a lot of people, I've, I've showed you some of me combating some people online, right? Um, talking about how boring this movie is, um, how like it just meanders. And I literally have in my notes, man, I love a movie that meanders on a good story because <laughs> <laughs> I don't. So we watch a lot of movies, and I do love when I get a movie that's just so vastly different from what we're normally watching. At least that given year, I obviously am not thinking about all every movie I've seen from the beginning of time. But um, this one just, I, I felt really fresh to me. It, it was like a breath of fresh air. Yeah, man. And it's it's so well shot. Like, I really Beautiful. appreciate it. It's not like they're using a cheap camera, mm. but they're shots that make it look like it was shot like in a period. Yeah. Or something. Yeah, like yeah, it's, yeah. it's just very like old school. I love the flashbacks. Cinematography in this movie. and stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. Dude, really pretty. Because there's like even the flashes look old. Freaky. <laughs> it's different. Yeah. 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 Light sensitivity warning. On For this. sure. <laughs> I wonder if they did that. I never noticed. Probably not. Yeah. Man. They should. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, that shit was bright but beautiful. Yeah. Um bright but beautiful. Thanks, man. Uh <laughs> fucking there are some very tense scenes in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll say there's probably only about one or two jump scares in here that really got me. But they're so um, like, because the way this movie set out, I will. I want to give those like a handful of jump scares so much credit. Yeah. Because this isn't the layout of this movie does not have you thinking, oh, there's gonna be one. No. In most horror movies that have those, you're like, okay, here we go. Because like I see why somebody with a short attention span, that's not talking shit. I see why somebody with a short attention span might not like this movie. Mm. Or like maybe this isn't the movie for you right now. Like Mm. I, I feel like you have to be at a pretty content place and because there's some fucked up shit in it there's no doubt um but it does take its time telling you this story so when it's not rushing at all when something pops the fuck out it's like (laughs) you don't see it coming man yeah and there's even some scenes because they show a glimpse of what i considered one of like the more heart racing scenes of just a dude running up to a truck yeah and like the way like when you hear the score and the way it's like filmed in the back and forth i was just like 
are you going to get in the truck? Like, I was just like, I, I was holding my breath. It, it had me for like a second. And that's just the, the fact that I didn't expect to have that reaction here. Because um, I can't quote the whole review, obviously, but uh, I did see IGN talked about how this movie did uh, f- somehow find a way to manage a balance between horror and romance. And I think that's pretty sound. I would not go into this expecting it to be a horror movie. I would not consider it one. Um, if you have a fear of being eaten alive, yes. <laughs> I guess it's like a, yeah, like that or like a, like a body horror type. Yeah, it, it could also, you could technically put it under slasher. There's so many conversations had in this movie mm-hmm. that are so deep mm-hmm. and meaningful while characters' faces are just completely covered in blood. Yeah. And I forget that they're completely covered in blood because they're so tame about it. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, the thing that really tripped me out about this movie is what they allude to is there's like a kind of community Mm -hmm. out there of cannibals. And it makes me wonder, like, is that a real thing? (laughs) You know? And they're able to like smell it on each other. They're able to sense each other. Smell each other. But like we can't. Yeah. I want to know who they interviewed while writing this movie. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> nah, man. Is this cannibal approved? But it, it's wild, and it's it's really just a perspective that I hadn't really got before. I'm sure there's cannibal movies out there. Um, I don't know. I, I imagine not quite this sincere. Right. Um, right. Because they make it seem like it could be a thing. They do. You know? Um, I also want to point out that. Because obviously cannibalism is definitely an over-the-top example of being different from normal society. Right. Um, I do think you can also use this as like a placeholder for like something you want to like relate to. Yeah. Like, um, oh, this is like the most mundane one, but say you're left-handed. <laughs> it's the first thing that came to mind, man. Um, it's It used to be like not a common thing. Hey, uh, I, I, just, I just wanted to be known that life is storytelling supports left-handed absolutely, people. Absolutely, absolutely. We will give you a we'll give you a high five no matter what hand you have going up. <laughs> um, <laughs> Please don't try to left hand high five me, bro. Oh my god, do you, wait, do you have a preferred hand to high five? I feel like I'm gonna miss. Okay. Just don't. Th- okay, I think if you think about the high five, I high you're five miss. with my right, baby. I d- I Nothing just, else. I just match whatever's. You know going what? Up. Down with the left hand. Oh my I take it back. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> to get back on track a little bit, um, there's just a lot of things you can implement here, and like uh, with with our main character Marin, who didn't even know that there were other cannibals, because she repeatedly says, "I'm the only." I thought I was the only one. Who was amazing. Who is who's well, Taylor Russell's fantastic. She she's she's really good, and this is my first time seeing her. I I, I thought she did very well. Um, she her and Timothy Chalamet I thought were great together, but um, f- she she says repeatedly like I thought I was the only one. I didn't know there were others. Lo and behold, she will meet others, as we saw in the first trailer. Me and me and Ernest did not remember this trailer at all. I was telling Chris, man, like seeing the trailer before a movie and then watching it, and then watching the trailer again right after. There's so many things in there that you just think to yourself, like they had this in the fucking trailer. Yeah, like yeah. this main plot point, this very <laughs> important thing. Um, um absolutely, because it literally shows. Because I went into this not knowing that. Um, Taylor Russell's character was going to be a cannibal. <laughs> I thought it was just Chalamet. And and right there at the beginning of the she trailer, shows you. Yep. She just chomps on a girl's finger. And that's in a trailer. Yeah, just heads up there. And but like still, when I was 
in that theater, it was still such a shocking scene. Yeah, because I, I leaned over to Ernest here, and I was like, oh, my God, it's not just Chalamet. It's not just Chalamet. <laughs> <laughs> She's also a cannibal. Chris really thought that it was just Chalamet yep. that was going to be a cannibal, and then there's like There would have to else. be an extra level of acceptance to be a non-cannibal ex- loving a cannibal. Or like somebody wanting to be a cannibal, something like that. We kind of got that how, with another group duo in this yeah, movie. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, the dynamic between them was so interesting, mm-hmm. and they play it so well together. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a point in this movie where I thought, like, yo, what's going on with their performances? Like, they're so tame about it like doing this fucked up shit but then i realized like that's just their character their character just is tame like that about these intense situations Mm. and um once i like accepted that the performances like fucking blew me away because i was like oh like that's the way they are (laughs) yeah because and again you'll see um marin say repeatedly she's just like I i should feel something about this yeah. Like her and um, Lee, Timothy Chalamet's character, will have just eaten and they figure out that this person they ate might have friends or family or something. They start thinking about it. Um, and then she's just like, we should feel guilty about this. We should think about this. And Lee, understandably, is like, what would, what good would that do us? We need to feed. And it does, it does provide a good back and forth on that. We talked a good bit about it on the Euphoria episode, the side story. If you haven't checked it out, check it out, baby. But, um, like, they ask themselves a lot, like, am I a good person? You know? And it's it's always such an interesting perspective to follow somebody that's not necessarily morally in the right. Um, but, like, knowing that it's against what society would think is, yeah. is okay. Yeah. And, of course, um, again, this is an over-the-top example, but yeah, I, I think it's... With it being over the top, I think it's helping it ring its message clear. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and just like, you're going to remember this movie. And they, yeah, they do a great job with everything on this, for sure. And they do an amazing job of also, because obviously you go to it, the weird factor is they're cannibals. It's not just a love story. Um, but at the same time, there's long, th- this might sound like a detriment to the movie. I think it's great. There are going to be points where you might forget they're cannibals because life is just happening. Yeah, and it's yeah. gone. There's like, it's maybe been a good bit since between feedings and stuff like that. This isn't a zombie movie. Yeah, they're not eating every night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, this isn't Lost Boys or anything. Yeah, like, it handles because obviously I think with that, if they if it had been something that had to be that frequent, it might have fallen into an area of like campiness. Yeah, but with it being as and there's not just a few of them either. There's a number of because this could have feedings. been like natural born killers or something. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, love Woody Harrelson, but um, hell yeah, and Juliette Lewis. <laughs> we won't talk about that anyway, right anyway, anyway, anyway. <laughs> um, but the, and like there are still a good amount of feedings, and each one of those is like a moment that's that has like its own little story around it and whatnot. Like, um, the first feeding, like full feeding that we see, they allude to it in the trailer. We won't, we won't go in too far into it, like what happens there, but it ends, it gives you a lot to think about. Yeah, and, you know, with the feedings as well, which is the most gruesome shit you're going to see in the movie, I promise you. Um, 
the thing with them is like they i feel like they don't go out of their way to like be gross about it yeah like oh my god look at this meat coming off the bone all grisly the grossest part is probably gonna be the blood because they do there's nothing that like there's nothing they do to prepare for like give zero fucks about blood it's all over the place yeah yeah i mean because back in the 80s was this 80s i keep forgetting it's not modern yeah 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 yeah. like and that's what i mean when they shoot it like it looks like the most crisp fucking 80s movie you've Mm. ever seen i love it um but but um, I did want to give a shout out because I wanted to echo what you said about the cinematography. It is it is beautiful. It is very pretty. There's a lot of like landscapes. Um, I love because along with that, I want to give a shout out to like the sound design. There's a lot of scenes like you'll see one of the main characters from a distance, and um, a lot you, you'll see a lot of scenes like this. And I'm not saying this hasn't been done before, but like you'll obviously there's trees and birds flying around and it's easy to cut that out. You don't have to have that there, but they leave it. And honestly, it kind of gets amplified. And that just gave me like a little bit extra, like immersion. Cause it's like, you're literally there seeing this person from a distance. And it's, I, I really appreciated that. I, I think I got so immersed in, in that stuff and the performances, the story and things that I barely remember a score in this fucking movie. <laughs> like, not saying it wasn't there. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, good, yeah, yeah. But like, I was just so in it. It's very, it's very light. It, if anything, it just felt like such a part of the scene mm. that you're just taking it in with everything else. Yes. And maybe it gets blended in there. And but since you brought it up, I do want to bring out because uh, the score is done by Trent Reznor and, Auti- and Atticus Ross. Um. There's a song towards the end, and then when they play it and the way it goes with everything that's happening, it is yeah. it is beautiful. Yeah, it is beautiful. It's also quite sad. Um, but like with, with the nature of this movie, with, with the subject matter, there is a balance of positives and negatives. When I say negatives, like sadness and happiness. Oh yeah. Um, because we have um, because I really don't have much negative to say about this movie. Yeah, and I, when I that's what, that's why I'm like I'm not saying like negatives like bad, but yeah, like there's yeah. there's a sadness like um Mir is it pronounced Mir Marin sorry, um is struggling not full on struggling. It's not like oh, I don't want to be a vampire, um but she she does take the moments to think about like does this person have a family that I'm eating? Do they have friends? Do they have people that are gonna miss them? And there are certain situations in this movie that make her have to like face like answers to those questions. And it's very rough. Um, Cause like she is still human. Yeah. 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 And like, understandably sometimes and it feeds, it's like an, a heightened example of like, am I a good person or not? Sometimes with what she's doing, maybe she doesn't even feel human at all. Yeah. Yeah. I see how that could fucking dehumanize you. <laughs> absolutely. No, absolutely. For sure. Um, but it, I do think, cause it's not fully touched on. Um, so maybe I'm putting that context there, but cause she's the only, we meet a number of other cannibals along the way. Um, she's the only one that we get to know that like thinks about these things, about consequences and stuff like that. And I do think that kind of gives her character some extra layer yeah and more humanity um we do learn more about lee what do you think of timothy chalamet man? i love timothy chalamet i love timothy chalamet um i thought he was very good in this yeah same um i, I love timothy chalamet <laughs> i could just put it in that uh he he has very few performances i've seen that i've just been like like not been there for yeah 
Um, even I know you haven't seen it, but Lady Bird is the first time I saw him, and he plays a very minimal role in that. And it's more of a comedy oriented thing, but he's killer. Um, and then of course Dune, right? He's the lead. He's great. Um, he's no Oscar Isaac, but he he is very good. <laughs> <laughs> he can't live up to Daddy, but um, <laughs> but uh, I want to point out another great performance here is Mark uh, Mark Rylance Sully. who plays Sully. It's never dull with that guy. It's never dully with Sully. It's never buddy. dully with Sully. That motherfucker was he is. You see him in the uh, in the trailer. He's yeah. the individual with like the feather in his cap and whatnot, and. Man, what a character! Literally, what a performance! It's too. it's very good. It's and there's parts it. there's parts of it where he has to get like physical with it, and I still think he delivers. He's creepy with it, bro. He is. It is wonderful. He is wonderful performance. Though. And like it's thrown because the last thing I can remember seeing him in was Ready Player One. Yeah, because he's like the wizard. No, he's not. He plays a wizard in that, but he's the guy who like created <laughs> created yeah. the what is it called the Oasis? Yes. It yeah. Is. Um, and obviously that's such a vet somehow because in this movie like the way his voice works and everything it works so well for creepiness and it works so well for like that nerd as yeah well. but like <laughs> yeah. It, that's what i was gonna say the yeah. bounce to show the range with that like you know i don't get any creepy vibes from him watching red player i'm probably going to now because now i've seen this it's like i can't unsee it <laughs> but I, I do think he did quite well um he's obviously not the star but he he does play an important part and Damn, is he memorable? Oh yeah, oh yeah. He definitely is going to be remembered. Because <laughs> I mean, this is up for some awards this year. So far, um, obviously yeah. we don't have our Oscars yet, but like in the indie circles right now, like um, I know it's up for best picture for at least the indie spirit awards. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I mean, I think that other movies might take it, but I can definitely see why this deserves that type of recognition. Because I mean. It's, and we've talked about it before to be nominated is his own reward yeah and like that's like i think this is fully deserving if it did happen to win because chances are because i know what you're talking about you're most likely not going to see the same movie win best picture at every outlet yeah it can happen and obviously there's sweeps i know um but this movie i i will say to give a little bit of insight into how i'm feeling on it if it did win some best pictures for some people i would not be mad i wouldn't be surprised at all or angry yeah because i mean this movie deserves its flowers for sure. absolutely yeah i will be so what i'm curious about because the snobby elephant in the room oscars what are you gonna do oh i thought you were talking about me no no i know i'm looking straight at you but i mean we're talking to each other you look me like deep into my eyes and he was like deep the into my snobby elephant eyes. eyes my snobby elephant eyes my brand um <laughs> but uh my boy <laughs> just because i know we've talked about a little bit um, and this is side railing a little bit, but it's it's fine. It's it's award season. Uh, You're loud. <laughs> it was such a big thing when Shape of Water won. Yeah, man. Best Picture at the Oscars because they are very uppity. <laughs> and that is not to disc- this that is not to discredit movies that have won in the past. Um, but when you get something like this winning, it's like whoa. And then you get Parasite, I believe, is a few years later. Um, which is also great, which is like the first, I believe it was the first foreign film to win Best Picture. Right. Um, and then you have incidences like Green Book. But it's, you never know. <laughs> uh, I'm very curious, because we have some outlandish picks this year. And I don't mean outlandish in the way like, oh my God, this is surprisingly good. It's not but the like, norm. Exactly. Right. Because 
if you're not if you're wondering at all what Ernest was alluding to about what what, what he thinks deserves more recognition, everything everywhere all at once. And I'm completely right there with you. Um, I love it. It's it's fantastic, it's and it my, won Best Picture at the Gotham Awards last night. It's my favorite. It's my favorite movie. It's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. Um, but uh, it's going to be super interesting because I also believe there is a world. It's the world we live in, where we don't see either of these movies in the Oscar con- con- conversation at the end of the year. And I'm saying Oscar uh, specifically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I hope they learn. And I hope we adapt and continue to grow. We'll see. <laughs> but that is to say, congratulations, everything, everywhere, all at once, on all the awards you've been winning so far. Um, and I, I hope we see more. But there's definitely some performances in this movie that deserve some recognition, at least from us. Why are you changing the topic? We're talking about everything. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, bro, I can go. I can no, 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 no. We have a whole plan days. for that. We have a whole plan for that. Um, go on about the performances. Um. No, they they were just really great, and um, with Taylor Russell, mm-hmm. um, I was looking at her IMDb to see like if I knew her from anywhere, and I didn't. Uh, <laughs> I think she's been in like some TV, okay, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, see, if the the world of TV is a lot vaster, right? And and none of the movies that um, I've seen, but I imagine we're gonna see more of her after this oh, absolutely like we have to absolutely she's so good i i we still gotta catch up on a lot of the movies i know are already in the oscar conversation um and i we have some that are still coming out that are already in the oscar conversation but um i'm really hoping uh that she gets talked about in some yeah. awards here uh because yeah. she she definitely deserves it she does do her fair share of lifting um and never to say that she's ever out acting Timothy Chalamet, but like she is in the movie more. It is mainly about her. Yeah. But yeah. they do have a shared perspective towards the end. And I, I just hope she gets her flowers. And like, uh, I feel bad for keeping this as an example over and over again. But like, how we talk about Harry Styles and. Uh, uh, I thought you were going to say Parent Trap. And Florence Pugh. <laughs> God damn. I wasn't even going to bring up Parent Trap today, man. We made a joke about it before we started Harry recording. Harry Styles is the parent trap of actors. No, I'm just kidding. Shit. Nah, he's good. I, I like him. I like Harry Styles. That's I don't know actor. if I like him as an actor yet. I, I don't hate him. I dig him. Yeah. I think, I, for me, he hasn't earned it yet. But there were times when he was kind of overshadowed by Florence Pugh. Everyone will be overshadowed by Florence Pugh. In there. And she is wonderful. Um, this There was no point where I felt like anybody was just making her look like she's not doing her yeah. job man because she sh- was in there that like, goes to yeah. show her credit of like being able to handle herself and at the same time i think it's so well, like it's well written to the point where because you talk about how they're not emoting a ton um the acting's not over the top and there's a shared balance between the emotionality between each character and their stories um and i think they do balance that up very well because i as you're saying that about um Taylor Russell's character, I also believe, like, Timothy Chalamet, though he's in the movie technically a little bit less, mm-hmm. um, I, f- I feel like you just get to know him just as much. I, I mean, I feel, like, bad almost, because going into this movie, I was thinking it was a Timothy Chalamet movie, but, like, this is just as much a Taylor Russell movie Yeah, as it is. I will say... For me, I just thought they were both going to be in it. But obviously, a lot of my preconceived notions were just from a trailer I watched months ago. I think I was just attaching <laughs> like attaching it to a face that I knew. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, but like it's not the Mario movie; it's the Chris Pratt movie. Because the majority of it is probably, I mean, it's just them too. For it is the majority of the movie. Of it course, is. there's other characters that mm-hmm. come along and stuff, and they like they that. have their own interactions, and those are interesting. But my favorite parts of this are where it's just them, and you they have these great conversations, and some of them will quite literally not be deep. Some of them are just normal conversations you'd have, hear people in a relationship talk about. Yeah, and. I feel like that makes the world feel more lived in and relatable, um, especially and which I think is a very important when you're trying to give us the perspective of a cannibal. <laughs> I, I feel like it's a thing in life um, and it applies to movies really well as well or just shows, whatever, any kind of story that you have is like every once in a while you run into somebody and that one thing that they do is their whole personality. Yeah. You know, like somebody who streams and all they talk about is them streaming or like somebody who's an engineer and they only want to talk about work, whatever it may be. Right. There's a wide range there Um, to have a, you know, cannibal movie Mm. and these characters not just be cannibals Mm -hmm. is huge, man. It is. And that's the kind of people that I like to be around a little bit more. Mm. It's also the kind the kind of characters that I want on my screen. You're gonna get us a lot of the emails from cannibals, dude. Ernest wants to meet us. I <laughs> accept you. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, I don't. No, I don't. You go live your life somewhere else. <laughs> hey, don't be eating people, y'all. Okay. I can't believe I have to tell you this. <laughs> After the Tide Pod incident, we don't we don't know we don't we don't know what's safe. Um, but talking about performances, I do have one I want to point out that's so small. But it's a bright light in this this movie. Um, Kendall, uh, I believe if I'm pronouncing this right, Coffee. She plays Sherry, Lee's sister. The sister. She's great. She's 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 in the movie such a limited amount of time, but in that amount of time, I completely bought she's a very genuine loving sister. Yeah, man. Like when she's mad at Lee, it never feels like it's from a place of hate. She's like, fuck you. <laughs> when she's talking fondly of Lee, she'll she sounds like she genuinely loves him and then sometimes sounds worried. Um, and again, she's not in the movie like hardly at all, but I do think she's a memorable, she's a memorable presence uh, that you won't forget. And yeah. I, I love her and that performance so much. And there's a brief bit between her and Marin, And I actually enjoyed that conversation as well. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, I love the attention to, de- to detail in just making it so, believable and like you said earlier like immersive like mm-hmm. i felt like i was just mm-hmm. there with these folks sitting there while like two people next to me were having a conversation mm-hmm. like it, it feels so genuine absolutely um absolutely because there's and um, as you stated or alluded to the the main characters do have like an emotional stunt stuntedness to them mm-hmm. but they kind of overcome that together and there are going to be moments where you do see that passion shine through, oh, absolutely. whether it be through the acting or just actions that people take. Um, and like when you, there's going to be moments like there's a reunion of sorts after a period of time apart that there's a long hug and it just feels like the warmest thing ever. Oh yeah, absolutely. And when they do get emotional with things here, it's, it's not like they're holding back. Yeah. Anything, man. There's, yeah. Ooh. They're going, bones and all oh, goodness, <laughs> goodness sir. um but since we are getting to the end of the year talking about movies and whatnot uh we don't have our list set yet 
I'm not saying I do. Um, I do have some notable ones. If you haven't guessed yet, we both have everything everywhere all at once somewhere in our top. Um, but, uh, I will say as of right now, and we'll see if it stays like this because like I've said it before, I might be a, it might be recency bias. Maybe it'll drift over time, but this is definitely going to be at least as of right now. It's probably going to be in my top five. Isn't the conversation for mm-hmm. sure for the year? Yes. Yes. Of yes, all yes. time, oh, that's a lot of that's, that's a lot of movies. That's an exercise. <laughs> um, but it is one of my favorite things I've seen this year. Um, I, I completely understand it not being for everybody. Screw you for hating on people who like it. <laughs> yeah, this is why. Like, always. I saw people online being like, how could you like this boring trash? And I'm just like, dude, some people just ride the vibe. Like, I don't I don't know. And yeah. I'm not talking specifically the vibe of a cannibal. Um, this movie is doing its own thing, and it's not worried about a- what anybody's thinking of it. That's just like your opinion man <laughs> yeah man it's getting it's it's like it's stolen a truck and it's just driving cross country and it doesn't <laughs> care who that truck belonged to um but with that i think we could probably get into our final thoughts here let's do it baby Ernest, what are your final thoughts on bones and all well it was bad <laughs> no nah, bears no nah, i had a <laughs> that's what you sounded like <laughs> uh i i loved watching this movie um, it, it was awesome. This is like the kind of movie that I need to show to people, mm. you know. Um, I I think I agree. Yeah, and I would say that is like zero percent because of its shock value. Yeah. Because uh, honestly, I wasn't that shocked. I'm so I'm shocked at myself for not being shocked. You know, just like Marion when she's like, "We should feel something about." That. <laughs> exactly. Um, Maybe that's a meta commentary we didn't Chris, pick up on. Am I a bad person? <laughs> Find out on next week's episode. You're out of uh, line, mister. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Please see this movie. Please see it. Um, there's so many things that are going to stick with you. Uh, the performances here, I feel, are a, a real standout. But that's not to say that the rest of this movie doesn't carry its weight. Because it is very pretty. Um, I, I love some of these shots, man. Um, we have some of the best audio people in the business on this shit um and they do a great job as well and i i feel like immersive is like the word of the day yeah for this one um which is i mean it's it, like the bottom line what a movie wants to do yeah i i felt just very pulled into this story and ready to find out where it was gonna go when you find out where it does go i promise you won't be disappointed like if you stick this shit out even if you're grossed out and shit like that man you stick around you're, you'll be happy to well happy is a strong word <laughs> <laughs> you you will enjoy you will have experienced movie, something yes yes you will you will feel feelings baby and i will recommend if, if you haven't if, if you think you want to watch it based on what you're saying go ahead and watch it don't watch the trailer yeah and not yeah. to say it has any spoilers, but there's things that like we didn't know about because we didn't remember it. Because there's obviously multiple trailers at this point. We watched the launch trailer from months ago. <laughs> Bro, watch the, tra- like, it's watch just, the wow. trailer after, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah Watch yeah. the trailer after so that you, too, can say, that was in the fucking trailer? What the hell? Absolutely. <laughs> um, but I echo almost everything you said. It's beautiful. Uh, there's, there's just so much here. It felt like I was never thinking I want this movie to end. Because there's points where the movie's made in a way that you almost feel like you're one of the, like in the back of the truck they're driving in, and you're just you're just on a trip, yeah, you're on a ride, 
and you're just looking at the, the surrounding area. Um, and it's good. I, th- I think it's so good. And I do hope a lot of people give it a chance and go give it a look. Um, I will end it with, I, I do have a little thing written here just because I was like, I need to remember this. Um, just the, some thoughts I had. The movie is not a fast, pa- the movie is not fast paced at all. And that is its greatest strength. Characters get the chance to feel, emote, and grow, and you get to watch that. And you, you feel it with them, and I, and I, I love it so much. And um, there is a scene that I know, me and Ernest, we're not going to talk about it too much here, but it scared us. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Um, and it's, damn. Uh, <laughs> but with that, it is a very good movie. I hope you all check it out. But we will go ahead and wrap that here. And on the other side... We can talk some games. All right, and we are back. Now, on this side, we are going to be talking about video games and gaming-related things. Um, With the Game Awards being next week, um, what we're going to be talking about here is just delving into what we like to see in games. What makes a game great to us? I don't really like games. That's fair. That's why you're here, just to look pretty. (laughs) For the podcast no <laughs> um well, i'm just motivation for you man yeah absolutely absolutely no nah, i mean so first i have to start off with that i don't oh my god i feel like such a douche for saying this Go but like it. i don't consider myself just like a casual gamer uh-huh too much it's not like i'm playing fucking competitively or anything like yeah that. so but out of the multiplayer space, casual does mean something else. Right, right. <laughs> but I, I mean, like, I play a lot of fucking video games, yeah. you know? Um, so there's definitely games that I can just get lost on, that I could put down and never come back to. Um, and, like, it's cool. Like, it's not even in my backlog to go back to. It's yeah, just like, you've, you've had your time interested. with it, and it's like, okay. Yeah. Right. So um, there's definitely those things that I do look for. You asking me to like put words to it. Yeah. It it I have. We all have something we look for. Yeah. There's always like, and I have it written here, Ernest. What separates your Elden Ring from your Sifu? Because you love both of those games. I love both of those games. Right. But there is something different. Definitely. Um. So, somewhat of an unfair example because Sifu is an indie. My bad, but it is. <laughs> but you know is. what I'm getting at. Like vast differences here, though. Like just so. I mean, first thing that you look at there is the vastness of the game. Elden Ring is most obviously a much larger game, like just on a scale, than Sifu, um, and the consistency throughout that epicness is what i feel would elevate it like above something like sifu because sifu is great it tells a great story it um has like super interesting and like immersive gameplay um and it's really good looking like all throughout but you get all of those things with elden ring as well like and more Mm-hmm. You know, there's just so much more to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
that and of course, it, liking one is not shitting on the other. Yeah, and it it's not taking it's not away from it here. from like the indie scene or anything like that because I know it is more difficult to like make a game on that scale. Yeah, because also like they even have like less funding. <laughs> right, they, they have less everything. Right, right. So you're doing like what you can with what you have, um, and so I mean sometimes that's enough, man. Because mm-hmm. like especially these last two years or so, I've played a lot more indies than I have in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, uh, I don't feel that a game of the year has to be, or like my favorite games don't have to be in contention for game of the year each time. Okay. Like, um, as a person who watches the Oscars every year and often doesn't get one of my favorite movies in there, I get it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just like that, man. Cause it is so subjective. You know, everybody's going to have a different... I know people that would walk in this room and say, like, 2K should be game of the year. You know what I mean? Like, NBA 2K or Madden or something like this. You'd have to say, like, from 2010 to now because it's all the same game. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) You could say the same for Call of Duty. Come at me and his friends. I'm not defending Call of Duty either. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Yeah. Like, I mean, games like that where, you know, that are just machines where they're just, like, pumping them out. Um, but then you get machines like Assassin's Creed, this next one that's coming out looks like it could be like going back to like a super immersive story and it's like scaling down. Right, yeah. Kind of went out of control. So like focus on the good things. Um, and it's when a game really takes time out to focus on those good things that really makes a difference to me <clears throat> and finding like a balance throughout. Cause I mean, there's so many examples of just like this game took this one mechanic and just used the shit out of it. And from that made it like an enjoyable experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the best games, I really feel take a little bit of of everything. The gameplay mechanics, the the score with it, the time to like make it look appealing in its own way because it doesn't all have to be like photorealism yeah. or anything like that like it's nice when you strive to achieve that mm-hmm. but um like seafood's like that animated look yeah like that. and i think that, uh, but it, like it works so well yeah and i was upset that it wasn't up for like art direction because of like one level uh yeah one level when you look at the other list of what's on there it's i understand why it's not yeah yeah yeah. i mean i also think the club was beautiful i won't get into it too much but um i'm not hating on it either it's a very pretty yeah man yeah like um so you know taking that art aspect and throwing that in there and just everything man just taking everything mixing it all in and just producing this this like beautiful thing Mm -hmm. That's what really makes a standout game to me. What about you, though? I like the ones that use a controller. Oh, so not a keyboard and mouse fan. Yeah. Got it. Anyway, that about wraps us up here. No. Um, so I have written here. It's been true ever since like I've been coherently able to play a game when I like when I was able to really be like, oh, I like the story of this. Because as a kid, you're like, oh, I'm playing things. This is fine. Right. And it's like credits roll. It's over. Yeah. You don't care. Um but above all else, I do focus on story. Um, and it probably has a lot to do with the fact that I'm such a movie fan. I just love stories. And I love stories I can see. I have no hate for books. Um, I have a lot of issues myself with being able to sit and just stay with a book. I have ADD. 
I'm off the medication at the moment. It's it's rough. <laughs> um, but I, I just want to point out, like, great for all you book lovers. Um, but that's what I've always loved about like watching movies and then like adding another level of immersion to that, playing games. Like when you're in there. Um, I love it when a game, like you have characters that matter. And not, not only Matt, like to the point where when you finish the game, you're thinking about them afterwards. Yeah, man. Like when you think about and like, say, if a character died, spoiler alert for Last of Us 2. <laughs> I was thinking about Joel for a very long time. I, yeah, man. that was rough. Um, it's a rough, rough, rough. There's there's always like uh, when I finish like a really good movie, a good series, finish a really good game or a good book. Those are my medias, right? Yeah. When. I finish something really good. I know that it's good because I have this little bit of like, I like an emptiness. It became part of you and now yeah. it's gone. And then yeah. it's, it's just a void left. And Absolutely. it's like, what am I supposed to do with myself now? Like, how do I move on from that? Exactly. You know, and that, those are the ones that really get me. And that adds into my next point here. I love it when you're, the game has, cause we talk about level design. We talk about art direction, right? That is all, implemented in building a world that you explore in and play in in a game and i love those worlds that you get in and like they're so memorable and lively and rich that when you're not playing the game you can remember it like you visited that place last week like oh man i was in night city just last month yeah man and you night all of these are at yeah, yeah, yeah. Night city is a fantastic <laughs> i have night city as an example that, right yeah. here um but then something because it gets lost a lot in the conversation for there's a lot of people who say that they focus on story the most mm-hmm um, you cannot, you don't have to have the best gameplay to enjoy a story oriented game, but I think the best ones do have gameplay that just runs smoothly with what you're playing. Like, cause bad gameplay can interrupt the story you're enjoying. Yeah, man. Um, I did a mini review on a game a while back mm. and this isn't to trash it at all because overall I did enjoy the game, <clears throat> but it's called last words. It's a little indie. Um, and it tells a great, touching story, man. Like, I cried and shit twice. Damn. Fucking two times. Double the crime, baby. And, yeah, it's about a little girl, like, losing a family member and her and her family going through it. It's this really deep and touching story. And they had this really cool game mechanic that went with it. But the way that it worked was that there was like puzzles with it yeah and as you're moving through these stages she's kind of telling a story right so if you come upon an obstacle and you're not getting it fast enough you kind of felt disengaged from that story i got you uh, yeah. until you figured it out and then it's like oh yeah i forgot i was being told this fucking story and i completely <laughs> so obviously it's just us in this room i completely understand that mm-hmm. like i've experienced that specific thing so many times um, I don't want to the most literal example. Exactly. Yeah. Um, which makes it a good one, but come at me if you think that's not a valid criticism because, Oh, you're just not smart enough to solve the puzzles fast enough. That's not how this works. <laughs> then what would, there is a what would flow. the point of a, of, of a puzzle be at that yeah. point? No, there's well. a flow here that, and it should be cause there's stuff like I've, I've had games where I have similar situations where I'm stuck on a puzzle and somehow like the story manages to still flow correctly as you end up solving it. Something like that. Um, and then again, we are talking about an indie here. There is less um, funding, less... Um, resources. That's the word! <laughs> God damn it, Ernest. 
<laughs> we got stuck on a puzzle here. <laughs> See you at trivia night. <laughs> but they have less resources and whatnot at their disposal. And so there is a point where they, they can only do so much. Um, so I'm not shitting on any games like that either. But that's exa- that's a perfect example of what I mean by like sometimes gameplay can just halt you. Right. And yeah. like, especially if the st- like, imagine the story's so good, you're lost in it. And then the gameplay, it's like, it's like a slap in the face. It's like screeches to a Yeah, halt. dude. It's like, oh, man. It's like people are meant not to like that record scratch sound. Yeah. That means something bad happened. Yeah. <laughs> you it's know just become mean? very popular. And it's like <laughs> it's like the interactive experience of a record scratch, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Or like tire screeching. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but those are essentially... Well, the last point I will say on that for the, the this list of things I've listed about like just things I love in a game, um, it's a true escape. It is yeah, it is the most like I have a lot of friends to bring up book readers again who are like I love reading these books because it transports me to these worlds, um, and that's exactly what games do for me. Yeah, and like you're there's a level of immersion there that's just come so far, especially with the PS5 and like the haptic controllers that just it throws you in there and you're like there. Yeah, man. Especially with these fucking controllers. Yeah. I'm looking at it right now, just longingly. I love you. Um, <laughs> it's it loves him back. But like every extra step that we take into immersion is is just wonderful. Um, I'm Lower sure the price of that VR. I, I'm, I was about to say, like, I'm sure <laughs> VR is is going to get to that point for me. Um, it's it's just not at that level for yeah. me yet. Um, but I'm sure someday that's probably going to be like the norm to an extent uh, i imagine very i can already imagine you picture, the way you're picturing it because you're like well if the poor guy in ready player one could get one i mean you know hell i can do it in the back of a van you get you get a good you know couple hundred dollar rig oh my god off of uh, facebook marketplace and you'd be all right man <laughs> but make um, sure you meet them in public oh god <laughs> they might fucking eat you oh um, dude oh, no. just saying but that is to say, obviously, what you end up loving, because I've been a gamer for as long as I can remember, um, and I would I would not call myself casual either. Like I, I'm not a competitive gamer, but I am casual. Bitch, how many fucking games have you beat this year? Did no. I call myself casual? I misunderstood. I I, I misspoke then. I do not consider myself casual. Right. Right. No. 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 I'm just saying like. How many have you beat this year? I am at 38 or 39. Yeah, he's nearly beat 40 games this year. (laughs) He is not by any means like casual. Just your everyday, once in a while gamer. Absolutely. Yeah, we love this shit. I love this shit. I will call myself a casual platter. Um, Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's uh, what I've wanted from games has evolved as I've played more, experienced more. There was a time where I thought, because I remember when Call of Duty Modern Warfare came out, I was like, this is the best thing I've ever fucking played, man. <laughs> this is so fucking cool. Because like, I, had got, I had an Xbox. Um, it was my first time playing online with my friends. Like, oh my God, what an experience. And I mean, fond memories. Not yeah, taken away from that. Yeah. That was fucking great. Um, Halo 3, same thing. And it's what you were looking for at the time. Absolutely. Right. Um, but like, as I've gotten older, there's just so many more things like I latch onto. Um I love, like, storytelling has come so far in games. Oh, yeah. Like, talking about Last of Us 2 again, I think that's incredible storytelling that you, obviously I was a child, but in the 90s, if you had told me storytelling would go that far, I wouldn't have believed you. And because there is, like, great stories out there. We played Mm -hmm. Live Alive. 
right that came out like a long time ago um and them remaking it just lets you experience that pretty much the same stories like all over with extra again. but it was also it was this is its first time coming to america yeah man and and it's just like it's fucking great it, and the story was there the whole time mm-hmm. you know we just needed nintendo a to bring it upgrading here. and but yeah that too here, yeah <laughs> in order to experience it and like it's so great that like you know decades later or whatever like yeah we can experience that story and enjoy it but um so what i look for specifically because those are definitely things I I immerse with, like I I resonate with when I get into a game. Um, I have to love the characters. I have to love the gameplay. Um, an example of this, a game I would consider like a ten out of ten, that gives you just a wonderful world, great characters that you're gonna remember probably till the day you fucking die, um, and like you miss the game like when you've done everything you can with it. It's cyberpunk. Cyberpunk. <laughs> I was hoping you'd say that, man. Um, a couple of different things went through my head. Yeah, yeah. There, and I'm not saying cyberpunk's the only one, but it's definitely the most recent I can think. Because after I beat that game, especially with the level of emotionality that even just Edge Runners adds to it when you go through it, um, it just I was looking for. I was like, damn it, man, what now? Yeah, you are that hole, man. Just that like missing piece from you now. And I was getting like a slight fix because you were going through it like too, and I was like, what, what's happening? Ernest, tell like, me. Oh my god, I can't believe this happened. And Chris would just be over there like, dude, like mouth watering. Evil and I was like, this is great. Stuff. Yeah. And then he sends me the plat, and it's like a, it's like I beat it again. It's just like <laughs> it's over. Because we do it for the team, baby. <laughs> for the team. Justin won four box tournaments in a row, dog. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, but that's just an, like one example. And that is like a more standard example because it is an open world game. There mm-hmm. is things in that game that you can tell CD Projekt Red is great at storytelling. Because um, the side quests, the way things just play out, it's so interesting. And the way it all flows, you just feel like you're there. I'm actually so interested to see because uh, they're doing that Witcher remake. Yep. Um, from the first the Witcher, very first Witcher game, which was very much not like the games that we're getting yeah, nowadays. Yeah. But and they did confirm it is going to be open world. Yeah, it's going to be open world. It's going to be three D. Mm-hmm. It's going to be so many things. Was the first that, one not three D? No, it wasn't. Wow. Um. So it's yeah, it's going to be a completely new experience, but telling the same story. Yeah, Just and like I'm sure they're going to talking about to it, but still like. They said, Project Red, baby. Yeah, there's going. To, oh no, that's three. That's going to have stuff from the Netflix adaptation. Yeah, and right. that that'll be in like two weeks. That's awesome too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. free free uh PS5 upgrade, free right? PS5 upgrade, baby. Oh, man, yes, sir. Um, but another game I wanted to bring up that I think manages to fit all these points that I just said for Cyberpunk, um, just as well, but does something so different that I rarely ever see is Inscription. Oh yeah, that it's if you like card games, the game the gameplay is automatically there for you. <laughs> um, that story, and we're st- I refuse to have spoilers for that on this podcast. That story gave me chills, like in a way that only very specific stories give me chills. It's ridiculous, like because um, it wasn't like I was scared or I mm-hmm. felt there was something behind me. It was just like the twists and turns of that thing are so fucking good that like it gave me chills because yeah, it was yeah, so yeah. good. <laughs> and I just, I literally, cause I've been going through it again, waiting for close to protocol on PS4. Um, 
I just beat the story again and like dude it, it still holds up it's, so it, it's good. amazing it's so good. yeah i like how the way like literally the whole road there but that ending oh my god it's so good it's so good but literally that's a game that's so different so different and i'm sorry we're gonna be vague about it but but please if you're gonna play it go play it. it's like 20 bucks um it's so different but also like meaningful there is heart in this creation there is there is something emotionally there that fully draws you into it that I absolutely loved. Um, and there's like rich Lawrence. Ah, it's a whole thing. <laughs> you, know, you know what I love about that game too, is that Ashley constantly says that she's not a card game fan. Like oh, card, card games it. are just not for me. Uh -huh. She says it a lot. Okay. Um, you're probably not listening. I'm going to tell her. That's fine. Um, and, <laughs> But, like, she fucking loves the shit out of Inscript. She just she platted it. She got her first plat. She doesn't She doesn't get a lot of plats, guys. She does? Well, yeah, this is her first one. It's her first one. <laughs> she considered going for Ghost. I don't remember what stopped her. Um, Probably us playing multiplayer. <laughs> oh, maybe. Yeah. No. But uh, I forgot all of us were on that. That's right. It was that was so fun. Was that our first multiplayer? Uh, Call of Duty. Oh, that's right. That's when I started playing that's games for right. sure. Yeah. I can't believe. Cold now War. that I know you so well, you're so nice for buying that game. I wanted to play with y'all. Yeah, I know. But like, you really got into it. You were enjoying yourself. I was playing without y'all. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like a lot. And then, funny enough, that's honestly probably what... Well, Overwatch 2 would have done it, but that's why we all got back on Overwatch, because yeah. of Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fucking Justin. Fucking Justin. Uh, Overwatch is actually something that I was going to talk about here. Okay. Um, because like a game like that it does come with lore mm -hmm. attached to it but it's lore that you have to pretty much look up online mm -hmm. like zero of the lore is it there in the game except for when they have like special story events and, and voice stuff lines. like that and voice lines yeah little interactions that they have with each other mm -hmm. but nobody goes and plays overwatch to because Farah is Anna's daughter yeah. or anything, you know, like it, it's strictly the gameplay mm -hmm. that's keeping me there. And that has been a consistent thing for so long. It's pretty much for the most part, it's like replaced that spot that I would usually hold for sports games. Cause okay. yeah, that's fair. I, I fucking love 2k uh, Madden fell off for me, but I fucking loved Madden back mm -hmm. in the day. Um, FIFA's always a good time. I will say there's even a time where I played Madden, so I get it. Yeah, man, like, and, and it was even, like, you know, game day back in the day, stuff like that, man, fucking Blitz, stuff mm -hmm. like that. Like, I love a good sports game, um, and, and I still do uh, to an extent. It has, it does feel like they have just become copies of themselves. Yeah. One thing that I admire about 2K is that they take the time out at least – uh, each year to give you like a my player experience mm -hmm. and with that comes cinematics and a story and like how you get to the league and stuff like that and they've got a, a bunch of different perspectives mm -hmm. uh, throughout the years and it's always really cool to check out so like when it goes on sale and stuff like that I'll like pick it up just so I could like play through the my player thing and then I'm like cool like I made it to the league, I'm good now. There you go. Okay. <laughs> and then so like there are there are things like that that I still enjoy about it, but like gameplay wise, like Overwatch for instance, is just so fucking great to me. And I'm sure that there's people that you can talk to out there that will say like 
League of Legends is like my shit. That's the best game ever. Stuff like that from that perspective, you know, mm-hmm. because the gameplay just is so strong mm-hmm. that it's going to keep you coming back. Um, it It's hard to like say that it is a best game though like when you take all games into perspective it's hard to like put it up there on that pedestal let me make it easier for you and let me ask what's up i'm just gonna ask this outright so obviously hard when you consider all games but when you look at games this year does overwatch 2 manage to make it to the top of any list um their launch is fucking it up for me um if we look at it i'm not gonna attack you yeah if we (laughs) if we look at it in its current state um i love it they have it up and running um i haven't got any server issues for some time fuck y'all for sending me down to gold five but uh (laughs) you heard me jeff he doesn't even work there no more (laughs) he's laughing like look at him complain (laughs) but um that's really fucking it up for me i i do enjoy where it's at now i'm having a yeah, good time and like with it. it cannot um, be in your top of the list and still be something you enjoy playing but but i think uh like you were saying what i've looked for over the years has evolved and nothing i don't think anything really sticks with me like a game with a good story at this point um because life is fucking storytelling baby Ooh, uh, bones and all <laughs> they said it <laughs> My cannibal bromance. Bromance. <laughs> That's so good. That's so good. What a debut for you. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, a good story is is really what gets me. And like that feeling, bro. Oh, that feeling that you're talking about. Hey, you know the fucking feeling if you've ever experienced a good story, mm-hmm. you know? Um, it Because it, so many things can vary. So many things. The way they use sound in a game. Yeah. Can can be a mechanic or it could just be like a wonderful score. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, different gameplay mechanics like realism, all these types of things can make a game great. Mm. But the ones that really stick with me nowadays is the story driven ones and the ones that draw me in and give me that experience and bring everything else with it. Like I was saying, Ghost of Tsushima um, was my game of the year in 2020 Um, up against what we just watched a trailer up against the last of us too um and i mean which is saying a lot you know what i mean because i fucking love the last we had a whole fucking episode on it we cried and shit we did (laughs) (laughs) but that was our first episode uh, where we brought up the suicide hotline and that wasn't even my favorite game of the year you know what i mean like ghost was Oh man, sometimes I'll just stop and like look around and, and admire and mm. stuff. You can do that in The Last of Us too as well, beautiful landscapes and mm-hmm. stuff. But like, it just felt like such an immersive. I couldn't wait to get off work every day to play that shit. Yeah, dude. And I loved it, it. It was so fun. And it was that environment, the graphics, the gameplay the story the music the way that would kick in the fucking little when you're about to duel somebody and he just flicks it up with yeah, his sword great. the details the little things man the little things just all come together to make it so wonderful but more than anything i wanted to see what was going to happen to Jin. you know so like yeah at, at this point it it really is story more than anything that's standing out to me that's such a good example of so there's no way around it it's gonna sound like i'm attacking you but i promise i'm not (laughs) i'm used to it (laughs) because because 
the story of Ghost of Tsushima is specifically why I didn't pick it for my game of the year. Because I think Last of Us, for my, for my money, Last of Us Part Two told a much more deeper and meaningful story. Uh, it's almost not fair when you compare to, it's like comparing season one of a show to the final season of another show. You've had time to develop characters in a certain way, uh, and you get closure and yada, yada, yada. Um, just to speak to Ghost's story, because I don't think it's bad at all. Yeah, yeah. Nothing's bad about that story. Um, but uh, for me, it was the gameplay and the world of Ghost of Tsushima and like those little details of like the 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 duels and yeah, stuff man. like that. Um, it was just so good. And literally, this came from the Sly Cooper studio. I was just like, yeah. okay. <laughs> and it was so good. I'll also, uh, I mean, we we're talking about accessibility and stuff like that. And one of the beautiful things about this as well is that you could put it in black and white and Japanese. Oh, I love Kurosawa mode. It's so cool. And and fucking play it like an old samurai yep. movie. Yep. And, and it even has like those grainy parts of like film on dude, it. Dude, it's like to include that in the game. I just got chills right now. Yeah. I, yeah I, 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 like, I it's so dope. It's dude. very cool. It's, it's so cool. dope. Like to just take your game to the next level like that and just have it as a little option. Those little yeah. details, man. And I will say, because that's also another example, because we t- talk about Cyberpunk. On the Cyberpunk episode, our episode, I discussed how I don't like, I usually don't like the format of DLCs coming out that are like a time like a capsule side story. that are in the middle of your main game. Yeah. Um, Ghost of Seam is like the exception. Because that DLC does, granted, it tells a story that starts before the game starts. Um, it is something that you go to, like, explore in the middle. Yeah. Um, but I think it does add a lot. And I think the context that that adds to the overall story I thought was wonderful. And I don't usually care, because DLCs don't usually have a plat. You can 100% them, though. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, that's the only DLC I've been like, I need to 100% this. Because <laughs> there's so many cool things they added there. Um. So Final Fantasy is one of my favorite franchises. What the fuck? I'm just going to go. Because <laughs> um, I, I think it's it's what really uh, started me drawing into the stories. Uh, because, I mean, when I started off, I had, the first game that I owned, I think, was Sonic. Uh, yeah, just Sonic. Sonic Adventures. Okay. And I played that shit over and over and over. Like, from then on, like, I knew it was I was done. I was going to be playing games forever. Yeah. My mama said it was just a phase, and I didn't believe it. <laughs> and for good reason, motherfucker, for good reason. Um, because I'm still here, still he doing this. still shit. here, he's still with uh, I don't think I'm about to stop anytime soon. Uh, my friends have killed me. They got me this PS5. <laughs> I didn't even think about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yes, would kill me. like, I, I think Final Fantasy is what really started me, like, drawing me into it. And now when I think back on it, especially seeing the different takes on turn-based combat that we've seen lately. Like now you see with Final Fantasy, they're kind of bringing in like a action aspect to yeah. the role-playing. Like mm-hmm. um, it's more like timed than turn-based. Yeah. Um, but it, it's looking back at, you know, Final Fantasy seven, or Final Fantasy X, where it's just, like, one team standing across from the other team, like, Persona style, um, is if that came out today, I don't know if that gameplay would keep me. I I think going back to it now is kind of the nostalgia 
mm-hmm. that keeps me there and wanting to progress through the story and I know you were very excited when I was going through it. Yeah, yeah. And but I was excited for you to kind of get to the main plot points. <laughs> when the, there's definitely a series of pop 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 pop. <laughs> it's like, "Oh my god." Yeah, man. And uh it's and it's wild. And the thing is about those stories too is they're so wacky. Yeah. <laughs> they're yeah. so like is this plausible? Mm, I'm and not some sure. would say forgettable. Fucking Damon. Uh, you called him Damon. Oh my God. I don't know what you hear, man. You just said Damon. I've never heard what Justin refers to until now. They say that I say Damon's na- name. I wrong, have not agreed to that till just now. But I think I just get lazy with it sometimes. Well, that's you admitting that you do it. I don't know what you're talking about. You just lazily, like, you lazied yourself into proving you do go on <laughs> i'm gonna take a nap okay um, that's what i do when i put on final fantasy so that's that's it that's a uh there's also games out there that i went into just for the gameplay and then was fucking surprised by the story that i got oh. um i've told this story before but i just dipped into portal 2 thinking it was a quick mini game and then got that fucking story with it and i was blown away like so blown away. yeah i played half-life after that and i was a little oh, did you have the orange box <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no i wasn't underwhelmed but it was like oh man i i want to play portal again <laughs> i was gonna say people can some people consider half-life 2 like one of the best games oh it's ever. great it's great absolutely it is a really good game you can you can leave it in the orange box but portal though Uh, Um, portal though yeah man that shit took me by surprise and i like it stuck with me this long like that was xbox 360 yep something like that i might have been in high school might have been in high school if i had a 360 in high school then that would have probably been high school yeah yeah so fucking um yeah man it stuck with me like this long i'm 33 now um so like (laughs) i'll never forget that game um, it's a very good game. And uh, similarly to what you're saying, not on the level, because I do consider the story of Portal 2 better, um, but Overwatch, this, the gameplay is what you're there for. Yeah. It's it's primarily the reason. There is cool lore mm-hmm. um, adding on to what we've said about Blizzard and whatnot. It hasn't really been realized. The stuff they've realized, like the shorts have been really cool. Um, and hopefully with this new character a month or season thing we get more regular um shorts but also find time to maybe put shorts for characters that we haven't heard anything about zenyatta um (laughs) Um, i would i would love an adaption honestly make it a movie make it a show whatever i'll tune in bro i do want to point out because i would love that too i would love that too make it animated but that does not add to the quality of the game no, 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 no. Yeah, so. Yeah, th- these are two separate Absolutely. things. Absolutely. It's just me fanboying right now. Fuck you, Blizzard. <laughs> Fuck you, Blizzard. <laughs> you know what? Fuck you, Square Enix. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know what, Justin? I'm not playing Overwatch tonight. <laughs> um, there's also a, um, just like when stories are told in unique ways. Uh, Lost Words is a great example of it that I mentioned earlier. Um, one that I felt is a standout there, though is the mass effect series the trilogy um definitely talking about the shepherd stuff um it's so well done and the way that it's tied together i know there's other games where like you can load in 
stuff from the last game and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, but, but not on like, this level. <laughs> yeah, man, to have those, like... And, like, still not to be on this level. It's yeah, insane. Yeah, I don't know if I've seen anything like that to date. And it's it's so good. I it, remember the Legendary Edition came out. I was like, this is... I know this is three games, but this is all I'm doing. I've That is my most replayed game. And I mean all three. Um, other than when that first one came out, obviously I played that and I... There's nothing else after at that point. But ever since I've had access to all three, I've gone through as bad, I've gone through as good, as a man, as a woman, and, like, just, it's great. I need to finish my evil redhead playthrough. Everyone needs to finish. Everyone, this is your sign. <laughs> this is your message. Go back to your Mass Effect and finish your evil redhead playthrough. And, like, how Fable was pretty cool in that way. Yeah, back and in the that day. that gameplay was cool, but, mm. like, this kind of took it to, like, that next level. Yeah. And I, yeah. that's that's a good one to bring up because I feel like they're around the same time, not nece- maybe not necessarily the same year, but around. Um, and we're supposed to be getting a new Fable, so. Oh man, uh, I would love that, but I know it's going to be Xbox. Uh, yeah, just like Elder Scrolls Six. I Uh-oh. had to spit it out because I know you wanted to just stomp on my heart right there, <laughs> just fucking macho man. Well, stomp on me. and also just manage your expectations. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's why I love them. <laughs> but another thing I wanted to bring up. Because I I've put a heavy emphasis on story, but within the last like five to six years, it's been longer than that. Oh my god, it's been a decade. Okay, so when Bloodborne came out, I got introduced to the Soul series. Yeah, which is now called the Soulsborne series, um, and that's saying something because there's four games with souls in there. Bloodborne is just one side game. And it is so fucking good. Um, it's amazing. That is 100%. So, like, that's still my favorite FromSoft. I I love the, the, the world, that vibe, everything. Um, there is a way to have such an atmosphere and environment to provide the story for you if you find it. That makes it just as meaningful and memorable as if, like, it was being told to you in the way of, like, say, something of The Last of Us 2. Um that kind of plays more in the scheme of like a movie. Um, another great example of that is Elden Ring. Like you, you, you had said it offline. Like the story's there if you want it. Yeah, and it absolutely is. And I will tell you right now. Um, I told all my because my favorite thing. You, me, and Justin were just playing this shit like nonstop, dude. And if one of us was on and the other wasn't, send screenshots of where you're on the map. You find anything cool. Our whole chat the, was just it, screenshot, it was screenshot, the screenshot. Smallest things too, man. Like I found a cave on this island. Let me like, know. I need it. <laughs> there wasn't much here, and we're we're like, fuck it, we're going exactly because anyway. yeah. Justin's just like, I found this like item. It's like, show me. Yeah. I need your secrets. Um. And I, t- I said from the beginning, because I knew there's a wolf character, and he has a great sword. And I was like, guys, this is going to be my boy. This is going to be my boy. This is going to be my boy. And I did end up with his armor and his great sword. Um, and I love Blythe. But another character ended up stealing my heart, and I love him till this day, and that is my boy Alexander. Oh, yeah, man. I, oh, God. And, like, I felt things going through his side quest line that I was just like, why? <laughs> yeah, he's amazing. Oh. What a G. He's so, and like, there's points where he's hilarious. And like, there's little jar people. Like, <laughs> it's, it's so good. Um, yeah, man. Like, uh, because you could definitely just go from like main boss to main boss there and <laughs> grind it between and be done with the game. But they set it up to where if you want lore, not only like, do you have to 
like go to the side, but you have to work for it. Yeah, as well. <laughs> and I will tell you, if you're playing through it, it all you got to do is listen for a man saying "Hello, <laughs> is anyone there?" and you help that big jar out. But to like just keep you know the majority of your story and stuff just like in item descriptions and stuff like this to figure out i'm gonna tell you how i got the lord of elden ring was i let justin read everything and then tell me about it it's what he loves to do yeah man and and like i swear we need to get him powerpoint for his computer so he could like if you give him that powerpoint the thing he's always wanted fucking kingdom Hearts. you don't want him to have that Maybe if he explains it to you well, you'll want to play it. We're talking about great games here, so. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, man. Oh, hot like take, that. baby. Hot uh, take. God damn. Uh, Final Fantasy is nothing compared to Kingdom Hearts. Anyway. Ooh. Um, Sora is a lot better than Cloud. Uh, and his name is not Squall. It's Leon. So. So this is that elbow drop I was talking about. <laughs> he just loves. He just loves. Sometimes he, I see him looking at me from afar, and he's just like closing his fingers together really slow, like he's crushing <laughs> me. Writing. I have a death note right next to me. Yeah. <laughs> um. But um, there's also multiplayer games out there that just become a better experience when you're playing it with friends. Absolutely. Um, and that's why I'm honestly a little, cause my favorite multiplayer experience from this year is not up for best multiplayer game. Is it it's uh, Elden Ring. Interrock Galactic? Oh, Oh, that's a good one, but that didn't come out this year. Just came out <laughs> this year. Um, but like take that game, for instance, mm-hmm. if we would have gone and played that solo, we would have been, been like, what yeah, the hell is I don't this? know if we would have made it through the tutorial. Um, but together, but, yeah. And what do we do now? Rock and stone. Rock and stone, oh, man, we need baby. T-shirts. And then everybody's like, what are y'all talking about? And, and it's we're like, like, you wouldn't understand. Don't worry about it. <laughs> like Joaquin Phoenix and the Joe. You wouldn't, you wouldn't understand. You can't sit with us. <laughs> <laughs> or somebody who's playing it will say it and be like, look at them. Like, you didn't play with us, though. It's four man, it's a four-man squad. <laughs> there was one time where there was a rando off to the side that said, rock and stone with us. We killed him. We buried him under the rock and stone. They can only be us. <laughs> um, Bones and all. But literally, <laughs> it's going to keep coming up, man. It's going to keep coming up. Uh, I love that. I really know. And I was like, they said it. <laughs> um, but literally, that is because that game, Elden Ring specifically, offers you so much in the way of story, in the way of discovery and exploration that we were able to share in such a genuine way. Like, come over to my world. I can't beat this fucking boss, man. Um, I, they found out I'm horrible at directions. And I'm like, dude, I'm not finding it. Someone ports over. Dude, you're running into a rock. It's over here. <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> I thought I got lost. Yeah, oh, dear God. Um, but also, if Justin says, it's pretty obvious. It's pretty obvious. It's not obvious. You can't miss it. It's it's, it's right there, smack dab in the middle. When It'll we hear here. those, it's triggered. It's it's triggering. It'll be the most us. hidden thing in the fucking we're gonna, world. We're looking at a wall. It's like, it's pretty obvious. And it's like, no, if you look under the wall and you look to the right, then it's over here. <laughs> like it's, and then you tap on it three times with your left hand. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> but is that not your favorite multiplayer experience this year as well? Oh, no, Absolutely. Oh, I thought you were going to be like, absolutely not. Yeah, no, for sure. That was such an event. And like, I love that we, I think we'd only gotten through Bloodborne and Dark Souls 1 before that. Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, And then we did Dark Souls. Oh, man, to do Dark Souls 2 right after Elden Ring. Whoa. What a fucking difference. Maybe that's what changed my mind on it. (laughs) Because I was, and I still think I'm higher on it than Justin, but it's rough. You can can compare all games in in one person's creative category. 
And well, the rough part catalog. To, sorry, the rough part to me was like the like gameplay and graphics coming from Elden Ring. Absolutely, going to yeah, uh, that's fair, and that's like that's just something to because expect. there's still some cool bosses. There's still yeah. some cool, and that's that's another aspect that I enjoy about games now that mm. y'all like instilled in me. Oh, that's right. By taking me through these is the. Because of course I felt good after a boss fight. Mm-hmm. After like like God of War is traditionally a fairly difficult game, mm-hmm. right? Um, and of course like beating that or beating that last boss in Sifu or something. Oof, like, yeah. Well, okay. especially if you're doing it. That's the actually for the to me is one of the more extreme mm-hmm. examples. Yeah. Are you <laughs> yeah, trying to go off of like lower part. ones? Um, or just like. But then I came into the Soulsborne series. Oh, okay, yeah. And like recently, like I've loved a challenge mm-hmm. even even more than before. Yeah. Like you beat you beat um, Sword Saint Ishin. Yeah. A uh, dude, you have to be you have to be on the rhythm. Yeah, you man. have to be on the rhythm. Oh fuck! And uh, I guarantee, if you hop back in there, first time you get in, he's just gonna destroy you. <laughs> it's, it's you gotta get you gotta it's still adjust between that and seafood for my hardest plats. Uh, hey. That's completely fair. Um, and and for the the record, Sekiro is my favorite Soulsborne still. Okay. Um, I fucking love that game. It's man. just showing that you love. Uh, it's that love for ghosts that's just oozing everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but it's great, man. Absolutely, uh, Sekiro is wonderful, it's and it's so, so different. I hate you, Activision. And because they did take the time to put that story just in there, you are playing through a story um there's lore to find and stuff there like is. that but it is told right to you a little bit more straightforward. Um, straightforward when you like interact with like the heavier character like obviously owl right stuff like that but overall yeah there's plenty of story that you just end up finding oh man yeah it's a great game i, I felt things with that um i, I feel like I, and i think it's because of the story that it like kind of propels it a little mm-hmm. bit above the others but yeah, man, just that feeling of accomplishment Absolutely. finishing a game is one of the best. And I will say, feelings. just to go off of Sekiro from what you're saying, I, the story is very good. Like you, I loved it to the point where I, when I had the last trophy I needed was the bad ending. I felt so bad. <laughs> I just I felt like a monster. But like, if we were, and I'm not saying let's do it right now. If we were developing a, um, like a point system of what makes a game great. One of the sections at this point would have to be, like, how accomplished did I feel when I when I beat it? Uh, take for instance, um, The Last of Us Two. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like that last fight was pretty easy. Yeah. Right. Um, but the story enough was enough to like okay. take you through it. I so like, they wait. might not get those points. Right? Okay. Um, fucking Sekido. Mm-hmm. Like, oh man, when I fucking when I beat that shit, bro, I felt so fucking so, good about myself. So are you, you know? saying you'd put Sekiro over Last of Us 2? Uh, in that point get- category. And yeah. just that one? Yeah. Oh, just, okay. I thought these points were adding to a whole. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, you know, if this was like, you know, 10% of the overall score, like they would get more of that 10%. Stuff like that. Obviously. Yeah. So yeah, like, yeah. yeah. So there's, there's games that do have that as well that like make me if you're wanting that and god of war up the difficulty no yeah totally (laughs) um i'm good right now so i die once in a while i'm playing on normal have you fought a berserker yet no cool yeah oh well you played the original so you know about the uh, harpies valkyries yeah so berserkers are like the valkyries of this game awesome 
they're awful. Well, <laughs> it sounds. It sounds. It, awful. it is. They're like in case the Dark Souls fans want something. <laughs> yeah, man, those Valkyries were fucking hard in that first. Especially one. the Queen. Yeah, I got pissed. I won't go. Uh, never mind. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no spoilers for God of War. <laughs> 2018. But I do like. Let me ask you this, because um, it'll help paint a better picture. Do you know? Because you were talking about the. Um, it was a few years ago that Ghost was obviously your game of the year. I think that was 2020. 2020. I think that was 2020. Yeah. Do you know what your game of the year last year was? I don't know. Um, I didn't really like to, I guess, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. That was the year before. It came out the I'm year before. With you, dude. I'm oh my with you. God. <laughs> we literally Chris. just looked at it. Fucking figure eight. You just smushed up my brain. You smushed up my brain, dude. You're like, I know. And you know what? I know. I don't know. <laughs> no, I mean, like, it, it's it's Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Um, but the majority of the year was me kind of, like, hopping around. I didn't play too many new titles last year. Oh, and this year you have the subscription. Right. Yeah, I have the subscription, and I've gone out of my way to get, like, the big games that I wanted to play. God of War wasn't that big, huh? Um, I, I got my hands on it. Don't you dare act like you did that. I'm kidding, but I'm just kidding. Oh. I don't know what you want for me. <laughs> um, so you said, and that's fair. Because uh, yeah. it also won Best Narrative that year. I mean, Guardians was a great game. It was. Um, I loved Unless it. Unless you're asking uh, Justin. There was like some bugs about it and stuff, and I didn't give a fuck because I just wanted to Nothing keep on the level. It. And maybe, maybe everyone should just play Cyberpunk when it came out, and then they'll be like, we're fine. Yeah, 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 it's not it's not too bad. <laughs> if you hear a cat, we've been joined. Um, but um, yeah, I had a great time with that game. Um, but like, and it was a great story. It was a touching story. Mm-hmm. Like, it took I, a lot of like a lot of the things you were saying about Mass Effect. Yeah, I, and I feel there. I felt things throughout it. Um, but it's still like, it's not one that I'm gonna put in my like best games ever like, oh yeah to me i mean I, the question literally was last year right? yeah yeah so, so I'm just, <laughs> yeah i'm just saying it's it's not as much of a standout as like say ghost that is going to stick okay. with me yeah you know I um you. but i i did enjoy it a lot um i was upset i would say i'm a huge resident evil fan resident evil village was up for game of the year last year um how did it lose to It Takes Two? I don't fucking know. Uh, have you played it? You've played some of It Takes Two, right? I played through the like the first chapter. So the gameplay in that is the definite like it's perfect. The, the gameplay is a ten out of ten. It's so much fun. You're playing with somebody else. It's a great, great time. I think that story is awful. Yeah, I think it's awful. I, I don't know enough about it. I only saw the beginnings of it. It's, it's it's dumb. I don't I don't like it. And it's apparently getting like a show or something. I'm like, why? Why? Why is there going to be a show about this awful story? <laughs> it, I, it sounds sad to me. Sure. I mean, not that I'm against a sad story. Or oh anything. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah oh, obviously that when you were talking about a minute. Oh, that too. <laughs> I was talking about your indie. Yeah, lost words made me cry. Like a lot of man, and not every game has to be like this emotional type thing. It like because I love just getting hyped too. We go yeah. back to like God of War. The first one, I don't think I was sad throughout that. I was sad for Kratos when he killed his family. 
Um, aside from that, I was just like, fuck yeah, rage. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, like it was just hype, Zeus, I've yeah. come for, I've, I've come for you. It was just I bring the rage of Olympus. All the fucking hype. And I was all about it. It's so good. And I'm damn sure that that was my game of the year. Whenever the fuck that came out. Probably. But as I was saying, um, I was very surprised at it takes two winning last year. Um, no actual hate to that game. I, I think the story is fine. Uh, you go there for the gameplay. You're going to have a good time playing through it. I'll yeah. say that. Um, but my the game, I my, fa- my game of last year wasn't even nominated for a game of the year. And I was like, you fucking assholes. And that game is Life is Strange True Colors. It is such a good game. Is it like a lot like mechanically? No. <laughs> so I understand it's not everyone's cup of tea. But it is... It is such a good story, and it does a lot of... So, uh, obviously, there's multiple Life is Strange games, and it's one of my favorite franchises. Um, and, like, you, you're you there for the story, especially going back to the older ones. It's, like, kind of stiff. You, d- you don't notice it at first, but when you go back, it's like, oh, these are stiff animations. <laughs> like, it's, it's stuff like that. Um, but, oh, my God, True Colors is beautiful. Um, it tells a completely standalone story, and then they implement a DLC that connects one of the characters to a past game. So that's like the perfect way of letting your new character do her own thing, live her own life, have her story, and then still meet the expectations of fans wanting to know like, what happened to this character? What's going on here? And all that stuff. And I cried so hard playing through this game. And that's what I come to these games for because each one fucking wrecks me, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) but it's a really good story. Um, and when I saw It Takes Two not only get nominated, but win, I was like, fuck you, man. Because it's the other side of the spectrum for me. The gameplay is going to be obviously more engaging and stuff when you're playing through um, It Takes Two. And honestly, I guess from a developer standpoint, not that I develop games, but I imagine making that work is harder. Um, so I do respect that. But I was just like, Life is Strange Two Colors deserves all the love in the world. It is so good. And it's just, uh, I've talked about it with you a lot. It's one of my favorite things. I just love these stories about, I just love character driven stories. That's it. I don't need an overarching plot. Um, like we have our final fantasy and stuff. Like it has its whole, like we, it's going to be a trilogy events leading to other things. And that's fucking awesome. And I'm here for it. And I'm excited for what's coming next. Um, we're getting the prequel here in a few weeks, but, um, I just love, and it goes for movies too, like a character driven story where there's not, there doesn't have to be some like world ending event. Characters just live in their lives and there might, there's probably gonna be some drama in there and it's fine because it helps your character grow. And it's just like, ah, it's like what I was talking about with euphoria, man. You love these characters. Cassie fan right here. Don't do that. Don't do it. And then they do it. It's like, Oh, we're going to grow through this together. (laughs) And I just love being put. It's, Please, nobody actually put me in these positions. I love being put in those positions in games. Um, Like in Last of Us 2, where, God, they show it in the trailer where Ellie's like, please don't. And you don't know what she's yelling at in the trailer, but she's yelling at Abby about to kill fucking Joel. And like, I just want to hold her. I want to hold her because you care about her. And like, these people aren't real, but it's like, hey, I love you. (laughs) And it's something special when a game... It's not breaking the fourth wall. It's like an emotional fourth wall. Because, like... Like, it takes it far enough for you to, like, feel the... Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, like, say... 
Because when Last of Us 2 came out, that's and Justin will hate me forever. Me and Justin were playing Neo 2. Oh no, we got off, I got off of that for Ghost. Never mind. Hey, <laughs> he hates me for that. Um, but I, when Last of Us 2 came out, I was like, this is my life. I'm not doing anything right now. No one's going to talk to me. Leave me the fuck alone. Um, and like, I would check trophy because I, I got it. I think I got it before Justin and Ash. I checked their trophies like, okay, they're a little bit behind me. I got to Okay, I'm going to get in here. Gotta keep going. Because <laughs> um, I don't like to be the person that you have to avoid spoilers for. And that's not saying anything about it. Like, it's a weird thing for me. It's like weird thing for me. <laughs> it's, it's, it's what I'm saying. My thing. Um, but I love being in the, like you and Justin are going through God of War right now. And I'm like, I love hearing little updates. Like what's going on? Yeah, yeah. What's going on, man? Oh, you found a jellyfish, huh? Okay. Um, it's in a trailer. <laughs> um, and I just, I love, cause it's like, like the cyberpunk thing. I'm living vicariously through you again. Yeah. Like it's so fun. It's so fun. But I love getting lost in games. I do. I just adore it. And it's so, especially with where gaming is now, it's such a unique experience that when you find one that's special, one that really means something to you, one that you you look at, you play it, when you finish it, you're like, that was great. It's so awesome. And games are fucking expensive. I'm not going to, especially PS5 games. Like, they're going up to like 70, 75. And it's just the, this is such an important medium to me, to you, to us. Um, and I'm so, I remember when the game awards first started, that makes me sound old. They're pretty new. <laughs> Cause I've I watch the Oscars every year and I'm like, man, I would love something like this for games. And the closest thing we had was E3. Um, which is honestly, and I didn't know this as a kid cause I just loved seeing all the trailers and shit. Um, it's really just a place like it's, it's for business. They're showing those trailers. So like investors like, are like, Oh, this is what I'm investing in. And I'm over here just like, this is made for me. This is great. Um, but now we have game awards and Jeff Keighley and the fact that he's friends with like Hideo Kojima. I'm always like, where you at boy? Um, he had some like stupid like animatronic uh, Alexander Jarman come up on the stage last year. And it's so cheesy, but I was like, I'm fucking here for it. I love the game more. It's gonna be a fun time. And we, and now, cause like I used to, I, for a long time I'd watch them alone. Um, then I watch them with my roommate who didn't care, but like she would care, like whatever. And then I, when I lived with Justin, I was like, bro, we're watching this shit. Let's go. Come on. And now we have like a group yeah, and stuff like that. But with that, um, with it being my favorite time of year, I just love award season. I love talking about these awards. We are going to be next week joined by Justin and Ash going over our favorite um, awards from the Game Awards, kind of giving our picks for each one before the actual Game Awards themselves. And then we can all be mad about not picking the ones that win. Um, Except me. <laughs> oh, we'll see. But with that, Ernest, uh, what are some final thoughts you have on what makes a game great? Oh, man, just overall. So yeah, I, I think it's two different things. Um, when it comes to how I just choose, like, my favorite games, uh, nostalgia is definitely a big part of it. Like, because I always say, like, Final Fantasy VII is my favorite game. And it is most definitely nostalgia there because it's not the gameplay like turn-based <laughs> combat it's a good time um it's really the story that's keeping me going and at this point like that's like i said that story is so wacky man um like 
there there are better stories out there yeah. at this point. So nostalgia plays a big part in it. But if I'm breaking it down like by the detail and like picking like the greatest games that I've played, like I said, it's a combination of just like all those things that come together that can possibly make a game good mm. on its own and them taking multiple elements of that and bringing it in. Um, so like, yeah, those Last of Us is those Ghost of Tsushima's and like uh you know things like this God of Wars um you know these FromSoft games that we played things like this like there's just when they kind of just put it all in a batter and come out with that crispiness man it's it's beautiful I know you love that word I do <laughs> um yeah, yeah. So, uh, especially, I'm interested to see where it goes in the future because it has evolved over time um, from what I was looking for in games. Um, I don't know where it would go from the story, though. Um, it's it's like you said, man. Like, r really, the ones with the great stories is the ones that stick with me, you know? Um, so that aspect probably more than others but the combination of all those things i love about games when they manage to pull that off okay is, is probably the best i honestly pretty much agree with you unfortunately um all the diverse back and forth this week um trust me there's gonna be plenty to diversify when we go over what we want to win next week um, punches <laughs> um you're not good enough to plot inscription anyway uh <laughs> It's like your one thing. Is it? Is the one that you've been talking about? Once I have it, once I have the plat twice, I'll have two things to talk about. Um, but I agree with you. It's interesting when you look like inwardly about like why we we just went over all these reasons why we like games, what we look for in games. Where will that go from here? Because it's literally evolved from oh, these are pretty colors and this is fun to button mash. Like yeah, yeah. to no thought essentially at all. Um, Call of Duty players. Anyway, um, <laughs> and then just going forward to just enjoying these like deep narratives and like along with that, I want the gaming industry. I want to see some more weird shit, man. I want more inscriptions. I, I want, I, I know it's gone lower on our list, but I want more things akin to Stray. I want more experiences that like I didn't know is like an experience I would have wanted in a game, but I'm happy I got through it. Yeah. Like Stray is by no means, I, I can almost guarantee it's not going to be at any of our top of the lists. But when I played through that, I, I can't say I've played through a game like that before or since. Yeah, it was definitely something new. And I greatly appreciate that, mm -hmm. which I, re I really dig. Um, but with that, we'll go ahead and wrap up here. Again, we are going to be back next week talking all the game awards, um, our picks for it before the actual show that weekend. Um, well, that Thursday, rather. But um, we'll be right back with uh, what we've been watching. All right, and we are back. Going to be talking about what we've been watching. Also, what we've been playing. Ernest, what have you been experiencing? We'll yeah, figure man. out a way to word that better. Yeah, yeah, it's been a lot. Because um, it's been a while since we've done this. So I won't go into detail about each thing. Um, I did take the time, and, and I got to point it out. Um, 
that I took the time to watch the Bird Revelation, which nice. is one of the Netflix stand-ups from uh, Dave Chappelle. When he first told me about it, I did not know what it was. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. Because yeah, he has so many, and each one has its own name. Uh, but it's one of those that came out in pairs, and it's like probably the most personal one. Like It, it didn't really feel like he had material to go up there with. Like, oh, okay, that's awesome. It, it's more like he's just up there like talking about current events and shit. Okay. And but the way he manages to get so deep, he's definitely my favorite stand up comedian and I'm definitely a stand up fan. Okay. Um but that you dude, seem like a real stand up guy. He's uh <laughs> shut the fuck. Shut Suck the, it, Chappelle, I'm better. Shut the fuck. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, um he's he's the goat, man. Um I watched and finished uh Fleabag. Oh man! If you haven't checked out Fleabag on it's Amazon so Prime, um, it, it's included with Amazon. Go out there, please watch it. It's a British comedy. Uh, Chris has talked about it a bit before, and it is so much more. And, uh, and it, it's a short and sweet, beautiful story. It it starts off like one of those that you can kind of just like have in the background exactly. and maybe like look at your phone and like giggle once in a while, and then you just find yourself like enthralled, man. Uh-huh. And and it gets deep because you're part of the story there. Ah, oh, dude, it's so good. It's so good. The final shot of her walking away, I was just like, wow, uh, wow. I finally got into uh, Spy Family a bit. I'm only like six episodes in or so. Hey man, you have. Um, I would say that's enough. I always tell people this goes heavily for anime, but I think for everyone, every type of medium, you should. Watch three episodes or more to mm-hmm. get an idea of the show. Right, right. Because there's definitely those. I, I think we've had this conversation before that, like, they start up after a while. Or they really, like, gain momentum. And the first episode for most of these is, like, the pilot, mm-hmm. um, where it's, like, they kind of tried to show a little bit of everything that the show is going to give you. And it's not going to be, like, necessarily the tone that they want to give you through the rest of the story. Right, right. Um, like Fleabag, for instance, it picks up after a while. That Obama joke, though. <laughs> so good. Oh. Uh, Dude, yeah, it is. Oh God, the Obama joke and Fleabag too. Um, oh, that's what I'm talking about. What? <laughs> oh, because you know. said Fleabag. <laughs> I'm mixing medias. I don't know. Okay, go go um, for it. Go for it. I finally got around to uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. About damn time. Um, I can see why Quentin Tarantino says it's his best film and why uh, he feels that way. I don't agree. Inglorious Bastards forever, but um. Great movie. Uh, finally got around to watching uh, Top Gun Maverick. Uh, Chris made sure to say that I specified Maverick um, because I told him, hey, I finally saw Top Gun, and he thought I was talking about the fucking Great Balls it's of Fire. A, it's one. not a movie we talk about. <laughs> and I was just like, did you watch Top Gun? <laughs> I literally just saw Top Gun for the first time last year. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, kind of when it came out, right? No, I'm talking about the first movie. Oh, the first I, one. I'm, oh. That's why I'm saying. Yo, you watched it to go see the second one. And my mom showed it to me. I see. Yeah, I yeah, see. Yeah. That's, that's so great. Tom Maverick came out this year. I was supposed to go see it with um, my dad originally, and then uh, we had to cancel plans and stuff, so I just got around to it, and it was great. It's just the right amount of over the top. I know that's kind of like an oxymoron. But I had a great time with it. I enjoyed the cheesiness and the stunts are the best part, if you ask me. Um, some good performances in there. I think Miles Teller gives a great performance. Yeah, yeah. Very good. Uh, he's probably my favorite performance in that. Um, Mustache of the year. I'll but say. And Tom Cruise, <laughs> as wild as that man is, he he he's a badass actor. He's going dude. to literal space for his next role. He's... <laughs> 
that that guy is an enigma. Yeah, he's I can't crazy. wait to see, and this is going to sound so crass, what's going to be the thing that kills him? <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it's going to be old age. Dude, I love that. Um, Matt Damon tells that story about him and the stunt man. Oh, yeah. Um, I had to get another guy. <laughs> yeah, he was like, we can't do that stunt. It's too dangerous. And he was like, oh, so what'd you tell him? He was like, I fired him and got a new <laughs> a new safety guy. Yeah. Um, so games I've been playing, um, a lot of Overwatch 2 lately. Um, that's that's going to be a constant always. Um, I did get into Yakuza Like a Dragon again. And I pretty much caught up to where I was on the PS4 version. I'm playing the PS5 version. Not a huge upgrade or anything, but um, I'm still enjoying it just as much. Uh, And then um, I finally got my hands on, thanks to the person that beat it, God of War. Uh, Ragnarok, to be specific. Uh, Yeah, not the original one. It's God of War Maverick. Oh, that would be fair, because there's Uh, literally two (laughs) other games with just the title God of War. (laughs) Granted, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, the recent one, though. Um, and so far, it's fantastic. I can't wait to see where this story is going to go. Gameplay is amazing. And uh, what's really sticking out to me is the environments. Um, I've always, I've not always said, but since it came out, I've said that Ghost of Tsushima is probably the most beautiful game that I've ever played. Um, I think this is giving it a run for its money with those environments, man. That's fair. Um, That's fair. And just like, it's also like very new. Yeah, yeah. That engine, they're really putting that technology to work, man. It's beautiful. Um, and that's where the majority of my time is going. Uh, the other thing that I wanted to shout out, though, because I'm at the very end of this last book of a trilogy, is um, the Traveler's Gate trilogy from Will White. Um, I'm listening to the audiobooks. I'm a big audiobook fan because I get to listen to audiobooks while I do other things and multitask. Um, while the majority of my attention's on the book, right? Uh, Travis Baldry is a fantastic voice actor. He's probably the best narrator that I've heard from Audible. Um, and. Oh, I, I can't wait to get to the end of this. If you are looking for a good fantasy series, um, I would say this one's really good. Um, it reminds me a bit of a shonen type story in that uh, like it follows a kid getting stronger as he goes along. Uh, these are probably the best fleshed out va- battles that I've ever experienced in a book. Uh, every swing matters. Every dodge matters things like this and you can like really picture it in your head as they're fleshing those out so if you're looking for a good one highly recommend um and that's it for me okay i will say maybe we should be like what life what what storytelling you're experiencing i don't know that sounds cheesy we'll figure it out (laughs) uh because i do appreciate you adding in the book there um so my first two that i've been watching bleach keeps ramping it up every week um but this week, it's a little more, a little slower, as a lot of the bad things that have happened have slowed down. But um, story-wise, still killing it. Tough to be at 100 all the time. Yeah. Right? Unless you're fucking Chainsaw Man. Oh, uh, <laughs> um, I actually, I skipped over that. I know you did. List. I wasn't going to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> I only have Chainsaw written down. Um, yeah, I skipped over it thoughts. to save it for last, and then I forgot to That's go fair. back. Hey, man. Because well, you literally were finishing it when I walked in. Chainsaw Man... Episode eight, it's officially starting. This is the start. It is so good. Holy shit. It is. You're going to see. You're going to see. Chris, before we started recording, um, this might be the best looking anime 
like period like weekly anime yeah. that's not a movie um it is just consistently beautiful that was killing it and the uh <laughs> the story man like they're they're doing it all with this um i can see like this is already like leaning towards the conversation of like favorite shonen and stuff we might have to redo that episode bro. Uh, no i already put mine up there it's my number two so yeah, 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 <laughs> you know where it goes though you motherfucker <laughs> what else you been watching man um a little show called Fleabag. So I mm. hadn't finished it the last time we recorded. Yeah, you had just um, started it. I think you're at season one around there. Mm. Right. Um, but yep, we've both finished it now. I was so happy to hear when you finished it. Go watch it. It's not new, and it's been recommended to me over and over again from a British person. Um, <laughs> but uh, after we finished point. Euphoria, I was like, "What am I going to watch?" And I was going through like I'm like I'm never on Amazon. Let's see what's over here. And it was on like suggested, and I was like, "Oh, I was I heard this was funny." One episode, and I was like, "This is fucking hilarious." Though just though, wanted honestly. a palate cleanser. Absolutely, because Euphoria is so very deep. This is like heavy. your portal. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and then it ends up not being as lighthearted as you would think, but still not necessarily as heavy as I love, Euphoria. I love how they're able to like turn it into a, a serious thing yeah. while keeping its sense of humor. Exactly. Like, yeah. like the, and like, because... I don't think we've talked about it on the show a lot, but it's something like Taika Waititi gets a, cre- a lot of credit for. Right. Balancing out. Not, we're not talking about Thor Love and Thunder for the record. Um, <laughs> <laughs> specifically, I'm refer- re- referring to Jojo Rabbit, where there is some really sad moments and it's a very serious. It's involving Nazis and stuff. Yeah. Uh, there's a very serious thing going on, but he manages to balance a tone while playing a ridiculous version of Hitler um, that tells a <laughs> meaningful story that will actually have you feeling some things at the end. Right. Um, and Fleabag almost does this. There's no Hitler. <laughs> but the humor is, it, when it hits so hard, it, dude, it's hilarious. I laugh so much in the series. And there's some... Uh performances that i appreciated here mm-hmm. but the lead actress and oh, she killed is it just fantastic and she's gonna be in the new indiana jones so i hope she gets all the credit in the world yeah i can't wait to see it i, I want to see her in more stuff absolutely. more and more absolutely um speaking of her well hold on i'll leave it for last so another show that i've started now that i'm done with fleabag um, i'm now on season two is atlanta yeah man. it's a very good show i'm so happy you're checking that out yeah dude because yeah. uh it wrapped this year i've always wanted to check it out um I just keep happening to fight. And I keep telling myself, I'll go back to Rings of Power now. And I'm like, oh, well, Fleabag. Oh, well, Atlanta. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so eventually. Um, Same. I, I, I plan to. I plan to. But uh, Atlanta's killing it so far. I'm loving it. I haven't seen a single thing that I've just disliked. It's funny. Um, it's it's made incredibly well. What a cast. Too. Yeah. 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 It's it's very good. And, and I never had any hesitation. Of course, it's going to be good. But I saw a new release. Um, oh, I actually saw two new releases. <laughs> uh, so we saw one together. Too. Yes. No, yeah. no, I actually don't have Fablemans on my list. Oh, yeah. So the other one, um, <laughs> it's on HBO Max, is See How They Run. Um, it's a whodunit starring Saoirse Ronan. Did you, did you see any trailers for it at the beginning of the year? I can't say yes I think or I no. saw one, and like it was just not promoted very well. It is not the greatest movie, but dude, it has Adrian Brody. It, 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 is a, it has a like lot of an ensemble, what? an ensemble cast. An ensemble cast, yeah. 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 Um, and funny enough, I don't remember her name, but the sister from Fleabag 
is a main character. In oh, it. great. And man. I was like, what timing? Because <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I literally just finished Fleabag and then I watched this. Um, but I would definitely recommend it. Again, it's on HBO Max. If you like a whodunit, this... It's a very meta whodunit, but it's very good. I, I love a good whodunit, man. Same, and I, I like can't that, wait. Like that Adam Sandler uh, one on the boat. <laughs> Why? No, I'm not being very... Why did you just drag it all Dude, down? It's so fun. Because we are going to have to review Glass Onion this month. But that that's the thing is like in a whodunit, like it doesn't always have to be like the most... Oh, yeah. No. Enthralling thing, no, no, you no. know? Like it's just a good time. <sighs> And we're going to get you to watch Knives Out this month as well. Uh, I'm so excited Absolutely. for it. Absolutely. Yeah. Because um, that is a fantastic return. The plan is watch Knives Out, go see Glass Onion. Mm-hmm. So. Granted, it's going to now be in Netflix. Oh, that's right. But we're going to watch it together. We're going to have a viewing. I guess. Yes, we are. Well, the, Jerry made it seem like so, but it's we haven't official. discussed it. Okay, it's official. <laughs> um, but I also saw Steven Spielberg's new movie, The Fablements. Um, if, you've, if you watch any kind of critical analysis of any kind like critics reviewing movies of any sort you probably know the hype for this movie it is definitely in the oscars conversation um the first half of it and i can't really tell you why i was like where is it i was like what am i watching this is this is not this isn't what i was expecting like i don't know what this is it's it's very well made i don't I, the dude knows what he's doing um but then when you get to like the second half and where everything goes like i was like this is the this is beautiful <laughs> i was like this is a very good movie um i want i'm obviously not going to give any spoilers or anything like that ernest here has not seen it yet you need to see it we will get that to happen i shall um but if you I've said it a lot. Uh, said it about immortality, the game. Mm-hmm. If you have any interest in like behind the scenes stuff, there's actually a lot to enjoy here. Um, there's whole takes that's just him editing film, and I know that sounds so boring, and it might be boring to some, but there's like it's still Spielberg filming it, <laughs> um, and it's like emotional. It's and there's there's certain scenes that just really stick out. Um, because I feel like at this point, like we can all agree, he's genius level. Oh yeah, like yeah. no, I don't know anybody who's gonna say that he's their favorite director, but I think it's just because he's so mainstream. Yeah, man. Like no one's gonna say he's 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 one of the greatest of all time. And the thing is, like you don't they get, will say that sorry. you don't get to be mainstream by doing bad work. Absolutely. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. So, this yeah. dude, this dude ruined my childhood with an alien and then went on to just make dreams come true. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But on the gaming side of things, uh, Um, real real quick, I'm so sorry. What's up? Uh, Have we talked about the menu? No. I I feel like (laughs) we have not. I feel like it deserves uh, a mention. Um, The menu, man, Um, seeing the trailer for the menu, I was thinking to myself, this is either going to be really good or really bad. Mm -hmm. It's really good. It is very good. Um, it is such a ride, dude. It is, it is, it is. It is as they would put it, an experience. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it went places that I wasn't expecting it to go. Um, it doesn't take itself too seriously. It does not. But at the same time, it also time, doesn't it's lean into not, the comedy too hard. It's not too goofy, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's a great balance, um, and I it, it is a thriller that kept 
kept me thrilled you know <laughs> for sure yeah yeah there's a funny way to put it but you're absolutely like right. where the fuck are we going with this mm. oh it's that you mm. know and it's it's great ride man if you get the chance check that shit out absolutely yeah. i i had forgotten it has been a little bit since we've done these so, yeah, yeah yeah so we had a lot to catch up yeah, on, yeah, with, yeah which is why i'm not going too far into detail about yeah, any of these yeah, yeah, but uh, but definitely you- i also recommend the menu is quite good um, but on the gaming side of things for me, I did, I've beaten God of War Ragnarok. Platted I got the plat for God of War Ragnarok. Oh, one for the team, baby. It is not too difficult. Um, just enjoy your time through the game. Mm-hmm. You'll get it. Um, the story is quite good. I don't know personally if I would put this over 2018, but 2018 has a level of shock value that's hard to beat because mm. no, none of us knew what we were getting with the God of War returning. Yeah. And that's just like, oh, he has character development now. Oh, I like this. <laughs> and there's more character development in this one. Um, but like it's more to be expected cuz like it's the same it's in the same vein of growing from the last game. Um and not me not hating on anything at all. I was just so surprised when 2018 came around. And yeah. I was like, oh, Kratos is like a person, not and just a rage-fueled toddler. <laughs> yeah, dude, I I was talking about it outside with you. Mm. Um his growth is like one of the most dramatic that I've seen and mm. it doesn't feel like ungenuine. Exactly. Any, any and like amount. he carries around like in, in the first game you have those moments. The second you see the stuff with the blades of the chaos and it like goes, you see Athena and like him talking about his past. And there's that moment of like the scars healing on his heart. It's so good. Yeah. Oh my God. It is a relationship with Atreus, which is just heightened with Ragnarok. Oh, yeah. Oh, now I'm loving it all again. Uh, <laughs> I do love this series. Ragnarok is very franchise. good. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but definitely very good. I'm actually playing through Inscription again. I hinted at it earlier on mm-hmm. the PS4 version, though. Um, I just wanted, I didn't want to buy a new game. I don't have anything I'm really playing right now other than that. And I have Callisto Protocol coming out this weekend. So I was like, this will tie me over. It's just playing cards and if i end up earning the plat again i get to hold that over some people um just kidding (laughs) or am i um another game that i bought and i beat in like three days i think it was like three days near automata that's right it's a very critically critically acclaimed game that justin's been wanting me to play so badly um I did. I will fully admit there is a point where I was just like, I'm only doing the story. (laughs) There's a lot you can go do. Like Damien, our friend has the plat. Mm -hmm. Um, Justin, unfortunately, did the thing to delete his save before he could get said plat. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But the game, I forgot the name of the creator. This is my first game of his. Um, It it goes some places. The story is very genuine. It's very like emotional and like it keeps getting layers as you keep playing through. Um, and then it does some like psychomantis shit that I really appreciate. Yeah. As a Kojima fan, man, I love to see it. Fuck with my shit. Let me enjoy it. Um, but it's very good. It it it, it is very good. Um, and I would definitely if if you follow any type of gaming circles, you've already heard you should try it out. You definitely should. I don't know if I'll get the prequel, um, but I'll probably get new games as they come out. Hmm. But with that, Ernest, where can the people find us? So if you'd like to stay up to date with the show, you can find us under the show's name on most of these socials out here. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Hive. Um, We are under the show's name, Life is Storytelling. If you're having trouble finding us on anything, try at 
is storytelling and we should pop up for you and we appreciate all the support if you'd like to give us any feedback uh we have an email that you can reach us at life is storytelling at gmail.com we're on twitch as well twitch.tv slash life is storytelling someday we're gonna stream again you just wait for it little babies we do have plans i do i guess more ideas than anything yeah but at the moment we're focused on just ending out the year and we will see what new stuff we have coming in the works chris is a fucking idea machine man his brain is like a spectacular place but you were the best supportive work wife i've ever had (laughs) <laughs> and I've, had, I've had many uh, <laughs> I don't know where I'd be without the Renessi <laughs> um, But I know I've said it multiple times But I just want to reiterate Next week's episode will be gaming only It is the week of the game awards We're going to be focusing on What our picks would be from said game awards It's going to be probably a pretty long one um, but I'm looking forward to it. I know Ernest here is excited. We have Justin and Ash coming back. Um, Justin hasn't been on the show in forever, but it should be a really good time. But with that, we'll go ahead and wrap it up here. Thank you all for listening and have a great week.